Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first episode of the Tanner Wilkinson podcast. Today, we have a special guest, our UFC expert, Tim Gatman. Tim, would you like to say hello? Uh, hello. Uh, I'm Tim, big man UFC of, fan. Man of many words you are, Tim. Thank you. Uh, today, we got a big, big first show coming up. We're talking a little UFC 261. We're talking the state of soccer. As you know it right now, it could just vanish. It could be back tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, there's also the draft. We're going to look uh, look ahead to the draft. It is next week. We'll have a bigger show on it next week, but you can never get too much insight on the draft. Tim, wh where would you like to start off this episode? Uh, let's start with the soccer news. Big soccer news. Super League. Uh, yeah, it may or may not be a thing now. I, I, Bailey's Comet, people are saying. <laughs> Here for 48 hours, and now, now it's gone. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you're not too big into soccer, what the Super League was, was pretty much a league of the top 15, I, not even best. It was, I don't even say the it best. was like, yeah, it was like, it was like it was, 12 of like the richest clubs, I would yeah, say, was, not the, the best clubs. The teams that had the most money were all just going to join a league together and make more money. Yeah. Which, in hindsight, if you're one of those 12 teams, which we both, I was a part of, your team no. said no. No, my team, my uh, team turned it down. My team Tottenham Hotspur, rule, baby. Uh, it was going to be a brutal couple of months <laughs> <laughs> for my Tottenham Hotspurs <laughs> if we had to play against uh, the likes of Messi and Ronaldo week in, week out. So I'm not too mad about it, but I don't disagree with it being in the, in like, if they could redo Champions League to format something like that. But the way they were going about it was just all wrong. Yeah, the I agree. I think if you could – if they, if it was like a replacement for the Champions League where they could still play domestically, I didn't, I didn't think it was as bad of an idea. But I don't know. The way they – once they said you couldn't do it domestically, it was like, well, you're just taking money then. You're going to destroy the whole like, system. Yeah, the, the way that I read it is they every team that was in it was just going to get, like, a certain amount of billions of dollars, which yeah. really takes away from the teams that, you know, earn it domestically. Yeah. So it's like teams like Arsenal. Arsenal's uh, the ninth best team right now in the Premier League, mm -hmm. and they are expected to make, like, 400 like, – oh, like, oh, like, $4 billion off of this one league alone year in, year out. Which is just ridiculous. Which is just like they they wouldn't even make any flight of European championships right now. No yeah, Europa no, League, no bad. Champions League. If <laughs> so it's like in that case, if they went about it correctly and didn't, and if it wasn't all just for the money, it would have been. I mean, it's something that could be looked at in the future as a change. Yeah, I saw someone say that it's probably like an inevitable thing. Eventually, it'll happen, but. But now it's yeah, everybody like spoke out against it, which was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, everyone. The only team that I think is still in it right now is Real Madrid. And just like, <laughs> yeah, we'll do it on our own. We don't care. And when you have money like that, you, I, you can try and bully people into it. But <laughs> I don't really I don't really know if that's the way to go. No. And it, it, it yeah, they um, PSG didn't say didn't say yes either. Yeah, they were the other. They were the other big club. They would have won. Do we know what's happening with Champions League now? To kind of just, go I, I think they're probably topic? just going to continue doing it. I bet they'll just. I mean, they did put it on hold so far this year, but I assume they're going to 
re- resume it, right? No, I think Real Madrid should be uh, suffer punishment, and the next best team that was eliminated that had half uh, their team missing for their knockout rounds should be let back in. I don't, I don't know if that is how it will go. <laughs> I think it would probably be Liverpool, wouldn't it have to be? The team that they knocked out would have to go in. Oh, gross. It's like it's like, in the, terms, like in the NCAA tournament. Oh, when you if they they just they just put in the next best team. I mean, they were an ESL team too. They shouldn't be true, allowed yeah. in either. That's true, but they they backed out after uh, they got yelled at by their, by their fans. <laughs> I mean, does like we were saying is what else are the implications? Like, uh, Man U was in it; they're out. Are they going to be allowed well, to play in the Europa League? Like, what what does all that? Well, mean? they might. Their their owners may sell. Allegedly, the Glazers might sell. They're getting pushed out. That's what you're hearing. No, I just saw something on like Twitter that was like the Glazers are reportedly uh, thinking about selling the club due to the backlash that they're receiving over this. They yeah, Edward Edward Woodward or whatever his name was is like they're. I don't know what he was, but he was high up in the club and like the fans hated him, I guess. And he resigned. Uh, also, I don't know if this is fair or not, but there was a lot of judgment put on us Americans saying we oh, yeah. caused this, which uh, maybe, but owners <laughs> just want money. It doesn't matter if you're American, British, Russian from the Saudi. You, If they're going to say, hey, we can give you a fixed revenue of over however million, many billions yeah. of dollars, I think it's it doesn't matter where you come from. Everyone's going to say yes. Yeah, I have like J.P. Morgan. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Liverpool was very close with J.P. Morgan. Well, yeah, J.P. Morgan was going to finance the whole thing, I guess. But um, I guess the reason I think they're blaming is because it is like taking a very American role. Like it's like American model. It's and the then the fixed, other, it's the fixed revenue. Yeah. That's where it comes into. Yeah. And then I guess I guess the American owners Elijah. This is just something I like saw on like Reddit. So take it, take it like for yeah. It's but it was like the American owners were the ones who were like really pushing for this, and it was because they didn't exactly. understand like the I don't know like the history of soccer in England. I don't know. It was definitely uh, John William Henry or William whatever whoever the Liverpool owner is, the guy yeah. who works with Fenway. He a hundred percent was like the mastermind behind Stan it. And him and he, <laughs> I don't know if Cronky was too into it, but I know Fenway, the Fenway group that owns Liverpool, is definitely into it because the they, they work. Cronky, they work. Everyone hates Stan Cronky. They work so closely with J.P. Morgan, who's funding everything that it mm-hmm. was just it, it had to be them. There's no, there's, I mean, obviously well, Liverpool think... are not. With obviously there's Real Madrid who's still in it, and they're obviously one of the big people. Well, yeah, because Perez, it's all Perez's idea. Like it was mm-hmm. their president's like idea. But I think the Juventus dude was another big guy in it. I don't think is has Juventus backed out yet. I know I saw last I heard it was like Real Juventus and Barca. <laughs> well, we got. We got things moving and shaking in the Premier League as it is right now. I don't know if you saw this, Tim, but uh, Tottenham with a big 2-1 win today. Really? Down 1-0, Bale and Son score uh, score to give us the win. Bale a 90th – or Son a 90th-minute PK. I was working, so I didn't get to watch the game, but uh, a 90-minute PK sounds pretty cheeky to me. Yeah. I think if Byron wins Saturday, they win the league. 
I think Man City is also close to winning the league right now. They're up 2-1. Hey, also, did you see who Tottenham hired? Just, we're still going to stay on this soccer tangent. Wasn't it like it's like a 29 year old Ryan Mason? <laughs> I, I grew up and I was like, Oh, Ryan Mason's this young kid that we've had in our academy, and he just got announced. On, I saw it on Instagram, I was like, Ryan Mason can't be like old, much older than like 30. He's 29, he's 29 yeah. years old. Like, just the I, I don't, I think this was a, a classic, uh hey, we got to get rid of Jose. And they're like, all right, well, who's the coach? And it's like, uh, that guy. That guy's we the have coach. To and get they just rid of Ryan Mason. We can't give him a press conference when we're leaving the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, uh, Ryan, you we, – we have about, like, I think we have five or six games left. They're like, just ride the ship. We you need someone stay, to stand on be... the sideline. <laughs> yeah. We need somebody. Otherwise, it'd just be Harry Kane running around the side – being on the sidelines and out on the field. Fire coach, Harry Kane. Fire coach. I, I'm. I Wayne was Wayne Rooney was a was a player coach at, at Derby in his Derby last County. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to get more player coaches. I mean, you tell me you wouldn't like say that everything starts going wrong next year with United and they don't finish top four. Who says no to Ronaldo coming to United just being a player coach? <laughs> True. I I don't know. I I. I, I don't know if Ronaldo would be against it. That means Ronaldo's like, I'm playing all the minutes. I get Ronaldo's coach <laughs> Ronaldo. Awesome. <laughs> True. I can see. Go ahead. I could see it. I could see him. I don't know if they'd want to pay him though. I guess his wages. Because someone someone said something about it on like a Byron thing I read, and someone was like, "Yeah, his wages would like destroy like the team structure because of how much he makes per week." Oh, absolutely. They're like, they're He's like, his wages would like mess up like the way, like it costs too much. They're like, that's oh, why yeah. Juventus can't afford anyone. It's because then they keep just signing shitty free midfielders. <laughs> that is, they do like to do that. They, they, they rarely upgrade. It's just uh, lateral movement around the board for Juventus. Uh, so who do you got qualifying out of the Premier League for the Champions League? There's a lot of things that could happen still. I mean, if City wins and United, if City wins the uh, Champions League and United wins Europa League, that means third, fourth, fifth, and sixth would all qualify. So there's a lot of moving and shaking. Let me look at my uh, – let me look at the table. I don't really pay attention to the Premier League very much anymore, to be completely honest. <laughs> yeah, I only do it because of the people we live around and how much they care about the Prem. I mean, right now as it sits – we got Jesse Lingard leading West Ham in the uh... leading. They he if one of those if United or City live win their competition, the fifth team will go. So West Ham is in a fight right now to qualify. They could just outright qualify and finish fourth. Now that I, I think about it, they're tied on points with yeah, Chelsea. Goal differential is bad. Eleven. Yeah, yeah they behind Chelsea. It's not great. So I guess I mean, Leicester's not completely how many points do they have? Leicester's not Leicester's only one Chelsea, ahead of them. Chelsea, I think, is the team that could be the ones looking at it on from the outside in. I think so too. They have listen to the schedule they have. They have West Ham at home on Saturday. Tuesday they have Real Madrid at home. The next Saturday they go to Fulham. Then they the ne- during the next midweek they have to go to Real Madrid. 
City at home, at Arsenal, at Leicester, at Leicester for the FA Cup final, and then our, uh, Aston Villa at home to end the season. A lot of, yeah, and it doesn't not, help. Yeah, that's not easy. <laughs> they also dropped points to a to a Brighton team yesterday. They didn't score. Zero, zero. Gross. So there's a lot of points to be had. I think Tottenham, I think my Tottenham Hotspurs are still well in the mix. Liverpool could find a way. They're good enough. Liverpool they got also in the mix. Just, they could just allegedly Van Dyke's coming back. Yeah, uh, they have. I don't think so. Two Sundays. Two Sundays from now, they have uh, Man United at home. Their their schedule looks very favorable the rest of the way out. But that's uh, that that's been our talking soccer portion of the of the podcast. I don't know how yeah. much we'll we'll have of that, but we had some big news in the soccer world. Tim, we want to throw it over to a little UFC talk. Sure. Little UFC was two sixty one this weekend. Yeah, I think that's the one. Mm-hmm. UFC two big big weekend. We got people in the crowd, sellout crowd, fifteen thousand in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, baby. Masks not regulated, no social distancing, COVID having a field. Not a thing. <laughs> not a thing. Everyone's vaccinated. I don't. There's no variants. Nothing like that. Nothing bad can happen. Uncle Dana said so. Do we want to go through? Do we want to do the main, the big fights? Sure. Like, Top down? All right. Yeah, well, we yeah. got Mazadal Usman first. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's a rematch, which I don't know. I mean, it could it, it could be – I think it could be good. I think it's going to come down to how – I think I, there, I think there's a solid chance Usman just does what he did last time, where he just kind of holds them there, controls them for most of the fight. It's kind of boring. I'll – I think, I think what we're gonna see. I think Usman's kind of bigger than what he thinks right now. He's held. He's he's fought, won the belt back, or he's he's uh fought and retained his belt. So I think what he's gonna do is I think he's gonna try and come out and just beat Jorge at his game and just say, I mean, I've he's done it on the feet. But like, yeah, no, that that I was gonna get to that, but that is like the big thing. As a if you're like a is Usman's gonna come out and understand that like. Masvidal is really good on the feet. Like he's not going to beat him on the feet most likely. So you can't you can't try to. You just have to do your like execute your game. Yeah, I mean uh, he his last fight was Burns, right? Yeah, and I mean he finished him on the feet. He and but Burns is a good wrestler as well. That's what it comes down to. Most of these guys in this class are pretty good and decent wrestlers, and Masvidal is not much of a wrestler. Yeah, Burns is a really good jujitsu guy. Like he he's he's like a world champion jujitsu, so he's like a crazy submission guy. But yeah, I think Masvidal. I think Masvidal. Masvidal. I think the longer the fight goes, the more I think it'll favor Usman. I think Masvidal. Masvidal in the first fight, he came out like and right away he like. I think very clearly, like, gassed himself out, like, right at the get-go. I I think there's a lot of uh, adrenaline fatigue. Yeah, I think it was in, like especially. Because the story behind that first fight is Masvidal came in. Yeah, it was a week seven notice. days notice. Seven days notice has to drop like twenty five pounds. The mm-hmm. fact that he even made weight to make it a title fight is remarkable in itself. And then he lasts five rounds with him. Yeah, so I, I agree. I think people saying this this rematch isn't deserved is kind. It's kind of a bogus excuse to say, but I I, mean, I would have liked to see him fight. There's not a clear guy though. There's not a clear other guy. 
you're you're 100 correct like if you want to say covington he's already beaten covington and covington was ready for the camp like the thing that you can say about masvidal is is he beat him but he had seven days yeah to, it wasn't it wasn't really gosh i wish they would have done jorge colby like they were allegedly going to because that would have given us like the queer guy i mean After i think Brandon. the thing yeah absolutely i think the thing is what happens if masvidal wins they do What's, the trilogy you think they do trilogy uh-huh. yeah yeah i think that's how the ufc does it yeah i would love i would just love to see it I, I want. I would love to see him fight Kobe Covington. I'd love to see Diaz if Diaz can beat Leon Edwards. I think, I that think would be Edwards is going to run through. I think. I think. I poke. I think Leon Nate Edwards. Diaz is a bit overrated. To be completely honest, I, I will say I. I am a newcomer to the sport. I have never seen Nate Diaz fight live. I've never seen him fight live. Like, he hasn't fought in the last, like, year and a half. He That's fought Jorge. And he got, his, he yeah, got the shit I, beat out of him I, I by Jorge. I watched that, and they had to stop the fight because his eyeball was about to fall out. Yeah, yeah. He he just – Nate's strategy is I'll let you beat the shit out of me for two rounds, for three rounds, and then you'll tire. Uh, you'll get tired from beating the he's, shit out of me. He's just tough. He's just, he's just a tough dude. He's a great tough dude. But uh, we'll wrap this up. I'll give the Usman is minus 400, Masvidal plus 300 going into this fight. Huge. I didn't think it was going to be this big. I didn't <laughs> think plus 300 was going to be on the table for, for Masvidal. But that that's something you could definitely look at to bet on Saturday night. Next we have – I, I can't even – I know Rose – Weili Zhang. Weili Zhang and Rose Namajunas. I, I'm butchering Weili's name. I know that's her first name. Whaley versus Rose Mata Yunus. Uh, Mata Yunus coming in as the underdog, plus 170. Uh, Whaley coming in as the favorite at minus uh, 210. What are your thoughts on that, Tim? Well, Rose is one of my favorite, it was my favorite female fighter. So I really like Rose, but Whaley's good, dude. She's. I... Rose... I don't know how good Wei Li is on the ground because Rose is pretty slick on the ground. But if it's a stand-up fight, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Rose Wei is really off, dude. Rose is really good on the ground. I think she's got to get she's got to get this to the ground, or she's got a backpacker or something. Wei Li, well, Wei Li is. She knocked out Joanna, and Wei Li couldn't do that, which was. But I don't know. I think Wei Li's big. No, like she, she, and Rose isn't particularly like Rose is originally from the 115 class, right? Yeah, or like, yeah, I think or it's like the one, it's like the one, she's like a, yeah, she's smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. She was, ah, I mean, I think if there's an upset to be had on out of these first or these big three fights, I think this one is definitely the one that, yeah, uh, it is like the odds say it as well, but I just. They're both cha- like they both held the belt. She, Whaley holds the belt currently. Rose has hold- held the belt. I think this is probably, I think this much like the Izzy Yan card. I think this is very similar to the Peter Yan, Aljamain Sterling, Sterling fight. It could be we could look at a fight of the night right here, where it's no, like, when you look at it and you're like well, that one wasn't fight of the night, but when you looked at it, it was like yeah, this these are e- easily the two most competitive like 
people to fight each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, we got Valentino Shevchenko and Jessica Andrade. I mean, Shevchenko's a tank, isn't she? Mm-hmm. This uh, Andrade beat Rose for Rose's belt when she was champ and then lost to Jean, uh, Jean Wei Li. She lost to Zhang Wei Li once uh, after. Andrade lost to Zhang uh, Wei Li after she got after she beat after her. she took it from Rose. Yeah, I know. And, and then Andrade, I think Andrade went up to Valentina Shevchenko's weight class, correct? Yeah. yeah. Well, she lost to Rose at the over the summer. Mm-hmm. And, and Fight Island, I think on Ooze, I think on the last card that it was these two because I, I think so, yeah, it was because I remember Betty on it, and uh, <laughs> and then she went up and she beat uh, Caitlin, she beat someone up at Valentina's weight class, and now she's here. It took her like one fight because the weight class is so like shallow. <laughs> yeah, I, I did notice that. I was looking at the rankings on the website and. For women's, it's very, very shallow rankings. There's not, yeah, not no, a lot you, of it, not a lot of why wait? You like win two fights and like you're in a title fight. Like you're, it's like the same like with Amanda Nunes. Is, uh, it's like you win two fights. Like the yeah. next two sheets fighting, it's on two fight win streak. Pena, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw she, that. She was submitted by a kickboxer, was the last time she lost this chick. Who submitted her name JDR? Who like Amanda Nunes just like wrestled the entire time. Like it, it, you win like two fights, you win two fights, and you're in the you're in the belt. You're in for the championship. <laughs> okay. So, are there any other fights on this card that you're interested in? Uh, the other two main event ones aren't bad. I mean, Uriah Hover's Chris Weidman might be kind of cool. We might get a sick knockout because Uriah my heart might just kill him. Um, that, that's what people love. People <laughs> love it. Twitter loves it when there's a big knockout. Uh, it'd be kind of sad though, because Weidman is like a legend of the sport. I was gonna say I've I've heard that name but before. It, yeah, no, he's the dude who beat Anderson Silva when Anderson that Silva was that like is old, goaded. Yeah. But he, he's a little old. He's a little chinny now, but I think he's a better wrestler than Uriah Hall, so he might be able to just take him down. But. I'm a little nervous for Chris in that one. Uh, Anthony Smith versus Jim Crute. Crute is, uh, I think he, he's pretty good. He's an upper, I think he's, what is he? He's 13 there. Yeah, so this is kind of, this is for him to jump up kind of into that top 10 range. Um, and I think he's got a good shot at doing it. I think Anthony Smith just, I don't know how he's still at number six. Feels like he's lost like the last four. <laughs> but survive in advance that's what it is there, he, his fight against Glover Teixeira is like one of the most like disgusting things I've ever seen he's like he, he's like on the stool and he's like my teeth are falling out and it's like his coaches are like all right you're good you're good and it's like oh no it's, that's <laughs> like when uh, uh Covington told his trainer and after the third round yeah he broke my jaw yeah and the guy's like uh you're okay he didn't break it go go out there and like Glover's like, I'm sorry, Anthony. Is he's like hounding him in the head, like punching him. And Anthony Smith's like, You're good, man. Or somebody, <laughs> I was like, Oof, this is just not 
it's okay. It's okay. So no. you are you are the relative uh, parlay expert. Do you have a parlay for us this weekend? Uh, I was trying them out. I was thinking. I was thinking Rose. I was thinking Rose Valentina, and then what are the odds on? God, what a useless graphic. <laughs> Let me look. I'm on Vivado right now. Uh, I was thinking uh, Rose, what's it? Rose Valentina, and then Uriah. That's what I that was like. A, Uriah Hall is the third one. Yeah. Right now, that's plus, he's plus, plus 105. Five. Yeah, that's a that's a parlay of plus five seventy six, which is pretty good. I mean, you got two underdogs in there. UFC big underdog sport. I, I mean, I I watched some videos on Jim Crute, and I mean, I've saw I've seen him knock people out. Like I've seen him like win fights. And from what you're telling me from Anthony Smith, it sounds like yeah. he hasn't won a lot of fights. I mean, I feel like that could be something you just throw in there as well. Maybe don't. Maybe swap that with the Uriah Hall one. Now that I think about. Um, I mean, I mean, I know that brings the odds down a bit. Yeah. yeah, I would take it to like around plus four hundred, though. Like that's still yeah, that's better. still pretty good. I think that's a very good one. And if you you want to really want if you want to, you hedge it and throw Usman in there, and all three of those win, and then you just hedge your bet and throw a couple bucks on Masvidal at plus three hundred. If you do, like, if you do. Crew Usman Rose Valentina, you get plus five nineteen. Yeah, so I mean, and you just need those first three to hit, and then you can just at the end hedge it if you feel confident, or if you don't feel confident, you can hedge it. If you feel confident, I mean, Usman's minus four hundred. There's a reason to feel confident in that. Yeah, I definitely am going to look into this more as the fights come around. I uh, I do yeah. have a couple free play bucks I can throw around there. <laughs> I agree. I think it's better to wait till like the day of the fights to put your because then you get the best odds too. You're like yeah. update date odds. Also, I, I do love some good prop odds. I do love a good odds at all by <laughs> good. KO, KO. Some, I like I like that. That's what I love to look into the day of the fight. Uh, yeah. Lastly, do we want to jump into a little pre 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 preview for sure. the NFL draft? I think next week we're sure. gonna have a couple more panelists on and. Uh, discuss our draft boards uh go ahead you want to start us off with your top five prospects oh yeah uh so number one obviously uh trevor lawrence i think he i think he's the you i think that's a pretty yes i think number two i'm gonna go um panay so i think he's the best offensive tackle um Number three, gonna go Justin Fields, Ohio State QB. Uh, number four, I'm stuck between a wide receiver and Kyle Pitts. I mean, do you, I mean is whoever's not picked just gonna slide to five? Yeah, probably. It's probably, I, 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 and I don't even know which is the best wide receiver either. That's the other thing. <laughs> I would, I mean, I'm with you on, I would say number one, Trevor Lawrence. I would just go number two, Justin Fields, just because I fair. think QBs yeah. 
and then I would go Sewell. And then I was looking at probably doing something similar to you, and I was probably going to say Pitts and Chase. What I was I'm thinking, hearing is people love Kyle Pitts. Like people in yeah, the, well, yeah, because he's like a, he's a mismatch Pitts. problem. He's like a horrible mismatch. He's like Kelsey, <laughs> but on crack is what I'm hearing. Yeah, no, except he's way more athletic. Like yeah, he's like, that's well, that is the crack portion of, yeah. of Travis Kelsey, but on crack. Yeah, like they have him here going. I'm look. I'm just looking at. Uh, I was looking at Mel Kiper's mock draft, and they have him going number four overall to the Falcons. I don't hate that. I really don't hate that. There's a lot of moving and shaking. I genuinely think if the 49ers are dumb enough to take Mac Jones, I think they should be given like three extra losses on this. They, they, the if they take Justin Fields, dude, they're going to be so good. I mean, and, it it wouldn't. I don't understand what has Justin Fields done that makes you think, yeah, I would rather have Mac Jones. Well, the the thing that worries me about Mac Jones is like Tua. Like, look at how Tua, Tua was like a way higher prospect coming out of college, and like he was coming out of Alabama too. And it's just it's just you're playing at Alabama. Like you you have look at how many wide the Devonte Smith was the Heisman Trophy winner. And before Devontae Smith, it was Jalen Waddle, who some people are arguing is the number one overall receiver. Yeah, they have arguably <laughs> the number one, two, or three. Two of the top three wide receivers, the probably the best running back, undoubtedly the like best O-line as a group. I mean, I don't know how many like Bama yeah. people like how many people are gonna be like, no, Bama's O-line is not very good. Like they can just yeah, no, they, they just always have a good offense. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, you, you have everything yeah. around you at Alabama. Hey, and compare – not even – like, Mac Jones might be better than, like, some of the other guys, but, like, Justin Fields – I think Justin Fields is better than Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson's pretty fucking – Zach Wilson against top 25-ranked teams, I want to say, he was, like – he was, like, maybe average. It was, like, mediocre. It was, like, 11 touchdowns to, like, eight interceptions. Or something. It wasn't like. But Tim, you're forgetting his stats against North Alabama. Oh, oh I'm forgetting shit. he passed for a thousand yards against North Alabama, who have me and you running the secondary. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I mean, I I just don't get. I don't get the Zach Wilson. I don't. I don't get it either. Like he's not in either of our top fives. Like I don't. <laughs> why would Why would you take the BYU quarterback over the Ohio State quarterback who's lost two games his entire career? <laughs> yeah, one was uh, in the national championship against maybe one of the best teams ever. Maybe ever against played. Alabama. And the other the one other was against was Trevor in Lawrence. A shootout game that arguably they could have won if a call would have gone their way. Like, I mean, you, you just look at the semifinal game where he goes up against the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, busts his busts his hip open, like just breaks his hip. Yeah, open, no, he gets lit like, up no, and then a sixty his, yard bomb, yeah, sixty yard bomb over the top. I don't see – yeah, he struggled a little bit against Indiana and Northwestern. But he's still – I think against Indiana, he still had like five touchdowns. Like well, – I just yeah, – I would just love to see that Zach Wilson's numbers compared against this Clemson defense. I would have loved to see the numbers. Yeah, no, BYU. Yeah, BYU should have played in the playoff. Then we could have really spot. seen Zach Wilson. If they, if they wouldn't have – if they wouldn't have – They wouldn't have lost to Coastal Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> Anytime, anywhere, any team. That game was sick, though. That was a really good game. Uh, that, that that's definitely up there for game one of the games of the year for sure. Just the whole thing about how I was like 
created like a week prior was pretty cool. The, the whole college football season this year was remarkable. Like, yeah, if you if you were just writing a if there was like a movie, you could write a script on this. What a what a story this would tell. Very true. Is this where we uh, are we going to end it here? Are we going to cut it off? Come come back next week. Tim, yeah. we might have to do we might have to do two shows. I might have to bring you back on, and we have to recap the UFC since we talked about it so much. That is true. I we mean, have we to do definitely do that. I'm going to be a Monday, guest. <laughs> there's always the, the the seats always open next to me. There's always a seat open next to me. You can always get we can always have recurring guests. I think we'll try and have. I think Monday we'll put out the UFC, a little U- UFC rewind, a little weekend observation kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday before the draft, we'll have our little draft preview with our multiple panelists, <laughs> which I, I am excited for. We, we will have this out. Hopefully we'll have this out. To, we are recording this on Wednesday. Hopefully we'll have this out tomorrow. Uh, Tim, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything you want to shout out? No, not really. Follow me on Twitter, I guess, at T. Gatman, I think it is. <laughs> at T. Gatman, follow Tim on Twitter. Follow yeah. me on Twitter, uh, at Tan Wilkes, T-A-N-W-I-L-K-E-S. Uh, but without further ado, thank you, Tim. We'll see you next week. Uh, have a good day, everybody. <laughs>